Hi, welcome to Donkey Tales with your host Darren Morton. Donkey Tales, T E L L S, providing information and inspiration. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Darren Morton. Welcome to Donkey Tales podcast. Today's show will involve an interview with 27-year-old assistant high school football coach Brian Rains. Brian has three state championship rings in his early age and has become very successful in high school football arena, has a great future. The reason I wanted to do the interview, as we know, is we want to allow individuals to leave a legacy for their kids and grandkids for the future. But I think this content will help all of us even today. Brian's philosophy on football, I think, is a direct relationship to how he's been so successful in life. Matter of fact, I think that a lot of issues with high school sports and football philosophy really relate to how we live each day in our daily lives, jobs, family, kids, children, relationships at work. I think that you'll find that Brian's philosophies on football certainly relate to what we can do in our real life. So I hope you enjoy. I'm thrilled today to have Coach Brian Range join us on Donkey Tales Recall one of the uh, things we want to do with Donkey Tales is allow people to leave a legacy, maybe for their kids or grandkids. Brian's a 27-year-old young man who's been very successful in life already, and he certainly doesn't need a podcast to leave a legacy, but I think it's going to be awesome for us to uh, listen to some of Brian's philosophies about football, and I think if you listen to this now and then fast forward 20, 30 years, you're going to understand why he will be very successful in the future. So, Brian, I welcome you to Donkey Tales. Well, Darren, thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you uh, carving some time out to put this together. And just thank you for your mentorship in general. Uh, You've had a a huge impact on my life, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Talk to us about where you are now, Brian. Yeah, I'm at uh, South Mech High School, going into my third year coaching there. Really enjoy what's going on. We got some great kids. Really feel like we got a lot of positive things going. Uh, the coaches I'm working with, Coach Rocky White, great man. Uh, you know, really, really focused on helping impact these kids in a positive way. Uh, Coach Meech, Coach uh, Mizuko, Stone. We got a great group of coaches that are there for the kids, number one, and to win football games, number two. And I think sometimes you can get those out of order. We really try to make sure we remember why we're there. So why football? Why be a football coach? I grew up in Ohio, graduated high school in 2008, moved down to Charlotte that next month after graduation. I've always loved sports. It's always been something that I've been around from a young age. Football specifically because I feel like it's such a great illustration of life. With football, there's 11 guys out on the field at a time, and so you got to count on each other. you got to depend on each other. And it's just a great game that teaches life, in my opinion. As far as coaching, my grandfather had a huge impact on my life. I remember him talking about his job, his career. And he always said that he loved his career. He never felt like he worked a day in his life. He enjoyed waking up and going to work. And I knew that was something that I wanted to have for myself. I knew that that would be important to me. And I've just really fallen in love with coaching, the possible impact you can have on kids. I enjoyed the hard work side of it, I enjoy the teaching part of it. And for me, that's something that I would love to do for a long time. So you're an 18-year-old young man who decides to move four states away to Charlotte. You're involved with a great organization called Young Life, and you get placed at Butler High School. Talk to me from there. 
Steve Gardner was in charge of uh, Young Life North and South Carolina. He had gotten a meeting set up between myself and Mike Newsom, and I'd gone to Coach Newsom's office and very candidly just said, "Hey, I'm 18 years old. I have no experience. I've never coached before, but I've got to be a part of what's going on here. I'll do anything you need me to do. If it's uh, laundry, paint the lines on the field, cut the grass, check all the grades, pick up trash, fill up the water bottles." Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. So Coach Newsom gives you a job, and incredibly for you, he sets you up with two men that really shape your life at an early age. Absolutely. Steve Shaughnessy was a defensive coordinator, and Coach Shaughnessy's been around football for 30-plus years. He's a great coach, but he's a better man. And he's someone, at a young age, he was teaching me what it meant to be responsible. What did it mean to show up to work on time, prepared and dedicated to whatever task you're doing. Coach Pierce was the linebackers coach when I arrived at Butler and I followed him around uh, asking, you know, probably a hundred questions a day, you know, why are we doing this? Why do we do that? And he was kind enough to, to not only answer all those questions, but he really wanted for me to understand why did we do the things that we did? There's other coaches on the staff, but, Ultimately, in those first five years of me moving down here and coaching, I really feel like it taught me the right way. They taught me why was it so important that we put the student-athletes first and winning second. Uh, Why was it important that you are committed to your players and not just say, hey, well, we're going to get new ones next year. Why was it important for us to really figure out how we make decisions? but that we do those decision-making process around the players. So Coach Shaughnessy had a favorite quote of yours that probably has contributed to your early success, and I think you live by it daily and and will continue going forward. Tell us that quote. Coach Shaughnessy was was a man of uh, many quotes, but my personal favorite was, the best kind of ability is dependability. To me, that's, that's so important because I think today, now more than ever, we see so many people that are not dependable, that we cannot depend on. And so when you find someone that can be dependable, it's so important, not just in coaching, but in life in general, if it's relationships or if it's with your career, that's huge. So those of us that know you know that you're a proud American. We know that you're a member of the Army Reserves. We know that you spent a year in Afghanistan. Talk to us about the you're having tons of success at Butler. Things could not be going better. And you get a phone call on your birthday. Talk to us about that. It was 2012, December 10th. We played Jack Britt in the state championship. We are playing there at Keenan Memorial there at Chapel Hill. And we won, I think it was 56-17. to 17. And we're on the bus getting ready to drive back to Charlotte. And my phone rings, and it was my platoon sergeant from my unit. And he's just telling me, hey. You need to be here next week. We're being deployed to uh, Afghanistan. (laughs) And I was just kind of in shock, you know, uh, obviously excited, you know, about us winning. But I was also excited about the opportunity. My grandfather served in in the Pacific in in World War II. And he always felt like that was a very important role in his life as far as him becoming a man and, and maturing and what it taught him. 
And so I was very excited for the opportunity and the challenge. So you arrive in Afghanistan, and one of the first things you see becomes one of your best memories of life and really brings your unit together. Tell us about that. We were stationed at Kandahar Airfield, and we'd been there maybe 30 days, you know, and we're running around working pretty good at that time. We had gone to the boardwalk, and there was a big turf field out there in the center of it. And for me, you know, loving football like I do, I was like, man, we've got to get out there. We've got to, you know, throw the ball around, you know, get some flag football going. Luckily enough, they were holding a flag football tournament for all the soldiers there. And so we ended up getting a team together, and uh, it was so cool to be able to experience sports bringing folks together. When you first get downrange, for me, it was my first time. And obviously, I was nervous. There's a lot of things that were going on that I'd never experienced before. There's a lot of folks that have left families. You know, you're homesick. You're dealing with different events every day that are big curveballs for you. Like real-world flyovers. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just the chance to be able to go out, you know, on a field and throw the football, playing a game. I mean, it's just, it was absolutely incredible. So you guys win the tournament. And you see directly how the game of football can bring a unit together and make you guys better for the remainder of your time. Absolutely. You know, and us coming together, winning that tournament, that really is probably one of the more proud moments of my life. So you get home from Afghanistan. Where's the first place you go the next morning? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm a very firm believer in how you spend your time is a direct reflection of your priorities. We got back from... Uh, Afghanistan, went through Texas, and then uh, I finally got back to Charlotte in the evening, and there's a great group of folks that were welcoming me home. That was a very special moment. Went home, went to bed, <laughs> and then that, that next morning woke up for, for morning workouts. For me, that was so, so much fun. And, you know, to a lot of those kids, they probably just, you know, were expecting, you know, a typical workout, you know. And But for me, man, it, it was special to see – these players, these coaches that I build a relationship with and get to see them after 13 months, you know, of, of being gone, being removed. And it was just so special for me just to see those guys, see how they changed, see how they'd improved. And it was just a really cool moment. So football can become family. Oh, without a doubt. During my time in Afghanistan, we got over there in, in mid-August. And so right as football season starting, that really got me through probably the first half of the deployment, you know, because there's so many things, you know, you're adjusting to. And for me, you know, staying up late on Friday nights or waking up real early, you know, in the middle of the night, calling home and trying to get the score of the game, trying to find a way to get game film sent (laughs) to Afghanistan, you know, and then finding a way to watch it. (laughs) That's one of those things I think of, you know. (laughs) And so, uh, Football was something that really kind of kept me moving. There's some pretty difficult times, but it was something that always kept me moving forward. I was calling home, hearing how are the guys playing. You know, hearing, oh, Duck had two interceptions and Kaiser had three sacks. That was something that gave me life, and it really kept me moving. And, you know, Coach Pierce would give me all the information, and, you know, those are some of the best phone calls I've had. So you have three state championship rings. Now you're um... – an assistant at South Mac. You ever want to be a head coach? Is that in your uh, view? Absolutely. 
I think anybody that, that gets into coaching, being a head coach at some point is a goal. For myself, I am in no rush in, in any way, shape, or form to become a head coach. I believe you can have impact on young people at any position, coaching-wise. You don't have to be a head coach to have influence over your student-athletes. So that's number one. Number two, I know that I've got a ton to learn. I've got so much to learn on both sides of the ball, special teams, practice planning, everything. So right now, I am focused on being the best coach that I can be today. I know that if I prepare every day and I get my players ready every week, that will open you know doors of opportunity. At the end of every season, college and in the NFL, you know, it starts the the coaching carousel, where they interview these coaches and they say, you know, are you excited about the possibility of your next job? Well, if I'm sitting here thinking about, oh, well, I wonder what my office is going to be like at, at the next school that I work at, or I wonder what kind of offense I'm I'm going to run there. You're not preparing for the job you have right now. It's sad to see coaches, and this is just my personal opinion, take jobs because they want to have their name at the top of the letterhead. They want to have someone say head coach, such and such, you know, because again, this is just my personal opinion. They're taking those positions to benefit themselves. They're not doing it to benefit kids. They're doing it for themselves. And that doesn't sit well with me. So let's talk about the student athlete. I just believe in today's youth. I just do. I, I think they're bright. I think they're funny. I think they're willing to be hard workers when given a reason. Uh, talk to me about today's student athletes. One thing that we've gotten very good at as a society is we're great at picking out problems. Anybody can, you know, get on social media and, and point out a problem. Hey, you know, this is wrong. Or this shouldn't happen like this. And I think one of the biggest topics right now is today's youth. You know, oh, they're lazy. They just want to sit and play video games. They just want to, you know, sit in the room. They don't want to go outside and work hard. And, you know, they're, they're not responsible. Well, we have to teach them that. We have to teach them what it means to be responsible. What does it mean to be accountable to your teammates, to each other? We understand that at 17 years old, this high school kid does not understand the importance of communication. So are we just going to sit here and say, oh, there's a problem. Someone should really work on solving that. Or are you going to step up and say, all right, here's a problem. Now we're going to work to find a solution. That's where we have to the lead by example. We have to lead from the front. No longer can we just say, oh, they're lazy, they're soft. You're just being lazy. Right. You're being soft because you don't want to work your butt off <laughs> to improve them. Right. You know, so lead by example. Lead from the front. I don't know how uh, reliable and I was when I was 15, 16, 17. So I think we do have to teach kids, and I think that's not changed. Tell me um, – I think the reason that you have been very successful is because of your philosophy on football just certainly plays out in your normal life. You agree? I think sports in general teach some incredible lessons. We get caught up sometimes in how selfish we are. How does this affect me? How does this benefit me? Oh, it doesn't benefit me? Well, then I'm not going to do it. Well, on a team, you have to do things for other people. You're forced to put in hard extra work so your teammates can be successful, and in return, you'll be successful. On a team, you have to learn how to handle failure. You can try your absolute best. You can prepare the best you can, and you still might lose. And so learning how to handle that before you become an adult, before you have a family, before you have a company, 
But learning those things at a young age just prepares you for those tough decisions. Learning to be dependable, learning to be trustworthy. They're all cliches, but they're cliches because they're right. You have to take responsibility for your actions. We had a kid, uh, (laughs) he was going to quit the attract team, but the coaches didn't know because he never came and told him. And so that was an opportunity to put your arm around him and say, hey, if you're not going to be there, to let them know, hey, I'm not going to be there so they don't continue to count on you. It was a tough conversation with the kid. It was a little awkward. But I know, I could see it in his eye, that the next time he has a situation like that, he's going to handle it differently. Those are the life lessons that sports teach. You can sit there in a nice AP class taking all these nice fancy classes, but if you don't learn how to be a good person, how to be respectful, how to communicate, then those credits are just going to go out the window. I agree. Some of the things that I've heard you say is with football is there is a way, not the way. I certainly think that applies to life. One of the uh, things that come out in the interview were uh, how you walked right into the Butler football office and asked for a job and, and said, I'll do anything. I think we often forget in today's world that you know we always can't start on the top. We've got we've to create a place that's right for us and build from there. Philosophy from your grandfather, never work a day in your life. You know, Find a job that you love. I think that's harder and harder, but I think it's still a great goal for all of us to pursue. And I think the last two philosophies you have on football that really applies to life for all of us is I'm focused on being the best coach I can be today, and I know that will create opportunities to come in the future. I know I'm guilty, but I think that is a very good philosophy on life. But my favorite for you is that the center of every decision should be the student-athlete. I think in my world, center of every decision should be based on the client, on my wife and children. I think if we think that through, I think that can be potentially one of the best lessons that will come from this interview. Brian, I'm glad to have you. You're going to have an incredible future. It's very bright. I wish you much success today and going forward. It's it's going to come. Well, Darren, thank you for your time and Thank you for having me out here to do this, and uh, I appreciate the impact that you've had on my life. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that interview with assistant coach Brian Range as much as I did. Just a reminder, if you have people in your life that has a passion in what they do, purpose in how they live, and are willing to share, nominate them to be on our show. Send it to info at donkeytails.com. That's info at donkeytails, T-E-L-L-S, dot com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe to Donkey Tales at donkeytails.com. That's donkeytails, T-E-L-L-S, dot com. Or search your normal outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Or by email at info at donkeytails.com. 